I, I, I don't think I can do anything. Do I close this? How does the, how's the technology work, Ash? Oh, God. <laughs> this is all professional. Good morning, BHA. It is a podcast about barbershop recorded today. Richard Reeve in Queensland, and there's Ash down in Perth. Two Australians talking about the greatest hobby on earth. Oh boy, it's swell to say. Good morning, BHA. Good morning, BHA. Happy Barbershop Quartet Day, Richard Reeve. Hey Ash, happy Barbershop Quartet Day right to you back and to all the listeners listening and watching, including Trevor and Pete and Carl and Angus and KJ and Dale and everyone else. Happy Barbershop Quartet Day. What a time. What a time to be alive. Best time that I've ever been aware of. Ah, <laughs> uh, so uh, Rich, Rich, how are you, man? Uh, I'm great. I, uh, it's been it's been very fun. Much of the funs uh, getting ready for today. Um, always, of course, um, uh, uh, allow more time than you think. Uh, so um, <laughs> this was a bare wall before this. I had no there was I, I had no piece of furniture there. I had to go out this morning and cut the timber down and build that from scratch. But uh, now it's exciting and uh, good good initiative of yours to get this. Good morning, BHA going uh, of the podcast and uh, exciting to, to be going live for everyone. And uh, so nice way to to um, to connect with the in, uh, in the world in these strange times when we're actually not able to to be together <laughs> very much uh, in person. Avril mm. Grace. Woo! Um, so it's Barbershop Quartet Day. What Isn't does it that just? mean, Richard Reeve? Why is it Barbershop Quartet Day today? Glad what you asked. On this day, many, many years ago. Well, as many of us, as many of our listeners and watchers, viewers will know, Barbershop uh, had a rich history in America. Um, to cut a very long story short, its heyday was sort of around about the uh, 1880s through to the, by the time, by the 1920s, it sort of started to tail off a bit and uh, jazz started to pick up and people's taste started to, uh, to move on to other things. And so by the 30s, uh, society had, had, not entirely, but largely moved on to other genres. And so, uh, in, uh, coincidentally, in 1938, in, uh, in Oklahoma, uh, a bloke called O.C. Cash uh, was a traveling salesman, and he bumped into another bloke called Rupert Hall. And they just got to chat, uh, chatting in the Mulebach Hotel. Um, and uh, I shall just have a look at something here to show you a little bit of history. Um, but, uh, and they that basically, cut a long story short, they said, we miss barbershop singing. We miss quartet singing. And, and they sort of looked at each other and went, well, how about we sort of start it up again? And so um, O.C. Cash, who was quite a, uh, uh, as well as being um, a bit racist, as was the fashion of the day in Oklahoma, um, he, he um, was also quite a wag and he was a traveling salesman, so quite away with, uh, with words. So he sent out quite an entertaining invitation to a bunch of people to join them uh, he and Rupert Hall to uh, sing some good old barbershop uh, uh, and uh, on the rooftop of the, of the hotel. And the date they met was the 11th of April, 1938, and has, uh, henceforth has been known as Barbershop Quartet Day. Um, and of course, from then, they kept meeting. It, it sort of uh, took off again, basically, with a lot of people around 
uh, around the place uh, enjoying it. And then, uh, to cut a long story short, from from 1939 onwards, um, what uh, what we now know as the Barbershop Harmony Society in America has had uh, international um, quartet uh, contests from 1939. And then, um, so that's that's why 11th of April is Barbershop Quartet Day, Ash. Thanks for asking. No, thank you for answering. That was uh, very helpful for me and others. Spontaneous? <laughs> um, that's, yeah, I've, I've, I've actually got a, um, this was a gift that I received from uh, uh, Daniel Milgate Ooh. one time. It's a Reader's Digest from September 1939. Um, and when I can find it, I always can never remember what page it's on. But yeah. it, it's got, it's actually got a little article about what you just said um, yeah nice talking about and it's it's funny so this is this is like over a year um from when that's well yeah a year and like probably 18 months since from that first meeting and the uh it talks about how much it grew so quickly in that time and so so huge in that time um where is it doesn't matter but it, yeah. <laughs> i'll find it eventually but yeah, yeah. talking about like it just spread all over the country and everything that's after this thing that's crazy for like 1938 or whatever like yeah. you know you're not you're not sharing things on social media or anything like how did you know how did the word of these things get around and it just it blows my mind that it just grew well so they had their way so. yeah yeah it's exactly it's awesome um and so mate um how did uh how did yeah how did barbershop find its way to australia I don't know. <laughs> something you'd know, right? <laughs> something you'd know. Well, um, it all started down in, back in 1933. Um, so, uh, yeah, in short, uh, there, there was a barbershop of singing. Uh, here's uh, John O'Bly, new music. Um, uh, a bunch of guys in uh, southeast Queensland, uh, um, uh, Derek. Cosburn and uh, various others were singing in quartet Dreamworld in the early 80s, as well as um, a bunch of guys were singing, uh, um, had been singing for decades in Perth, but discovered Barbershop uh, in the 80s, went along to an international convention in the mid 80s and were just blown away uh, by it and came back and went, let's, because we love singing, we love harmony singing, let's start it here. So in 1985, um, the Western Australian Association of Men Barbershop Singers uh, was inaugurated and of course uh, that soon became uh, the Australian Association and after a number of years in 1991 we had our first uh, first national convention so uh, that's that that's how it was and, and we've been going strongly ever since of course it yeah. had a convention every second year up until when Ash? Um, uh, 2015 was the last biannual correct we yeah 16, so and then 15 16 onwards yep Mm. We had, had, had annuals until we something else stopped it yes well isn't this quite the story of the day that, <laughs> uh... <laughs> um uh. mate well we might as well just quickly um uh, 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 summarize yeah how how you got involved in barbershop quartet singing me personally um yeah. well I, I my my mum was actually the the uh the fire starter for our entire family to be getting involved in it. She joined uh, Perth Harmony for us in the mid '90s. She was disappearing on a Wednesday night, which was a bit odd. Um, <laughs> didn't, want to, didn't want to tell anyone what she was really doing because she was auditioning for this singing group, and uh, and didn't want to 
raise expectations until she actually passed the audition and then um, then once she did she told us all what she was up to and I was like oh wow okay and so from then on I went to many many barbershop shows um, my dad got involved my brother-in-law um, and then my two sisters all like just cascaded into the hobby um, one after another and uh, it just sucks everyone in doesn't it it does and I, I, I enjoyed going to the shows it was like I found something interesting about the I just remember particularly the softs that the choruses would sing like the lower dynamic stuff was just like I was like how do you get so many people who sing so quiet but you can still hear it it's yeah that I, that's one of my show kind of sitting in the audience memories of going to shows just that oh, it's so quiet and everyone's listening mm-hmm. cool uh, but I avoided it because I was a cool kid <laughs> um, I was like well I'm never going to do that that's good for you old people but I'm not going to do it until um, after I was 21 I was in the year I was turning 22 yeah and I realized that I actually wasn't that cool. So I could, <laughs> self-awareness <laughs> could, uh, is a wonderful thing. <laughs> um, and uh, it was 2003 and Vocal Evolution had just started up. And my dad said, hey, if you ever want to actually give it a go, this is a good year to see if you like it at all. Because the convention is going to be in Perth. You know, it's a contest year. You'll see what it's all about and all the fun that we have. And... Um, convinced me to go and I, I went along with all these rules like okay I'll come along but if I don't feel like coming I won't or I'm just leaving yeah yeah and within the first couple of rehearsals just standing in the middle of the rises I was like okay I'll just do this forever you got me yeah <laughs> <laughs> you got me yeah absolutely I'll, I'll, yes I'll wear that jacket kind of thing yeah that, yeah. that otherwise expensive <laughs> jacket um yeah, mate, uh, a, a similar experience to me in, insofar as when I walked in the door, I was just, okay, I'm doing this forever. Um, <laughs> I, I'd, uh, had a, I have a background in musical theatre and I've just always known that I love harmony singing and um, I was doing some th- uh, theatre in Orange in central New South Wales and sang a, in a uh, non-barbershop uh, men's a cappella harmony chorus, which was so fun. And then, so I looked up uh, men's harmony choruses in uh, choirs in Sydney and found Sydney Harmony and uh, walked in and and, uh, and said, yep, this is for me. And then when I moved to Poif in 2000 and uh, end of 2004, joined VE and then, uh, yeah, it was uh, lucky enough to, I always knew from the moment I started barbershopping, you know, I wanted a quartet and give it a go. And uh, yeah, and then, then of course, uh, Alliance won the 2005 uh, national comp and Les Go, the, the initial baritone moved on to other things in life and uh he said and so they, let's go yes hey left. <laughs> there'll be more jokes of that caliber later on ladies and gentlemen just <laughs> don't you worry about that um and so yeah stepped in there and started uh, one of the most enriching challenging enjoyable thrilling um uh, uh, uh wonderful uh, chapters of my life that uh, that continues so um yeah good times uh, guys, um, thank you for p- posting uh, comments and questions just here. We can see them as we as yeah. we go through. Um, John Gans, thank you. Uh, absolutely, Link Abbott, RIP. So Link was a, a uh, travelling coach uh, in the 80s, went round uh, to New South Wales and various places, and of course, um, same with uh, Derek in, uh, in uh, the inaugural champ uh, um, uh, quartet in uh, 1991, the Sentimentals. So thanks, uh, John, for that shout out. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so please keep sending through your questions and comments, yep. but uh, we've got a, got a bunch of others, so on with the show, Ash. We do have some good stories to go through. Um, 
one of the, uh, just a, one little thing talking about when you joined Alliance there. Uh, there was also someone else who auditioned for that quartet, and it was this guy here. Um, and I, he, he, I didn't get in because they wanted you to sing baritone, and Ian didn't want to sing baritone and change because I was going to sing tenor. Uh, so yeah, I blame Ian. But um, <laughs> <laughs> most people do. I, blame, I do too. <laughs> but um, since then, I have successfully sung with all the members of Alliance in other forms. <laughs> including currently so you know that's pretty funny i yeah. got to sing with sing with them that was good uh so what yeah let's should we just jump into a couple of the yep. stories we've received let's uh, do that basically it's just a big old celebration of of like great experiences and what barbershop has meant to people over the years it's funny um because uh, I was, I put the, I put the invitation out to various people uh, over the past sort of uh, twenty four hours or so, uh, and uh, and people, one or two, a few of them got back to me and, and said, oh, that's a pretty broad invitational thing you're asking, and I went, well, that's the point. Just just send in whether it's a question or a comment or an observation or a bit of advice or anything. So it's it's uh, it's wonderful what people have been sending through. So I'll just kick it off, mate. Um, so sure. just in, in no in no particular order, these are all completely random. But uh, so Tom Metzger has uh, sent a, a message in to he, of course, uh, base of the 2005 champs with our, our own John Newell, uh, the international champs. Um, mm. uh, 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 Tom mentions that he's had, had wonderful memories of our trip down to, to uh, Australia. They, of course, came down in about 06, I think it was. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, something because they won in 05. So. Um, and uh, yeah, amazing people and audiences uh, in every show. Uh, so, uh, so Tom sends his his best wishes. So thank you for Tom. Um, uh, Jen Housen, uh, of course, long time uh, Sweet Adeline. Actually, in fact, life life uh, member of Sweet Adeline's International and uh, um, uh, long time uh, associate of uh, BHA and, and current performance uh, uh, category coach uh, judge as well. Um, Jen says, uh, "Would love our Aussies." Because she's from America, of course, uh, to share their favourite Australian quartet experience. Um, we often forget about the greats from our own backyard and go right to the top of the heap in the world. Um, yeah. So, any listeners, uh, whether you're listening to us live right now or the podcast later on, please post uh, on the Good Morning BHA Facebook or uh, send through a, uh, uh, to us. So, who have been your your, your favourites? Which songs and which what and what's your Aussie dream quartet, male, female, mixed? I reckon that's a pretty good place to start, Ash. You got any thoughts there? You're just, well, it's just, just a bit of like, those fun local memories. Like I do remember 2003, first first convention. Um, it was my first introduction to a parody. Actually, it was a, uh, a group called Merging Traffic, I believe. If I get any of this wrong, I apologise. This is my memory. I just gone completely off memory. Merging Traffic, and they did a um, they did a parody on uh, oh, Masquerade. On forgetting is over. things. <laughs> on the no, on the masquerade is over, and yeah. the the basically the title was, my married days are over, and um, and the, like, it still sounded my blue horizon is turning grey, um, and basically talking about that was a car, and I just remember it was a, a well set up and a good punchline, and nice. uh, it was good. I always remember that, um, and that's fun. Yeah, I, I remember. Uh, before we come back to the fantasy quartet, which we will come back to, um, uh, I, um, one of the observations I made, and again, a shout out to people uh, 
um, speakies within quartet shows are, are a, uh, uh, sometimes underestimated. I think they're incredibly you know, valuable. And uh, mm. I, the, the 2005 guest quartets, I remember. Um, so um, Rick Taylor from Riptide uh, and Alan Gasper from uh, Saturday Evening Post, they, they just put on a masterclass. Um, that the uh, I think Saturday Evening Post ended the first half of the show at the end of the 2005 convention on the Gold Coast uh, ended the first half of, of, of before the interval and uh, and Alan was just so had so many great stories and he's such a um, such a seasoned performer but he was also such a natural and it was just it was just it had everyone rolling in the aisles and then Rick Taylor I mean who doesn't love Rick Taylor so Riptide I think they closed the show at the, yeah, at the end of the second half and uh and he's just got such, such charisma and he's so likable and uh, just there's no one better at telling a story or a joke than, uh, than Rick Taylor. So, um, so yeah, MC work. If you've got any favourites of there, throw them in. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, what do you reckon, mate? Do you want to, how about we sort of bounce backwards and forwards? I've got a few people in mind um, of, of just a, 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 a fantasy Australian quartet that has happened to sort of spring to mind. I reckon a, a pretty easy place for me to start, start is a, a certain Matthew Lycos on lead from Adelaide. I've always been a big fan of his. Amazing storyteller. Again, so likeably, so humble uh, and just connects with the audience and just the vocal expressiveness uh, is, is, is beautiful. So yeah, big fan of, big shout out to Matt. And uh, so he's a bit of a lock in for me. What about you? You can either go him or someone else. There's no I, rules I, here. <laughs> I immediately went, we went to chord ringing and stuff. So I started from the bottom uh, okay. bass clef. So my bass clef, I haven't got the top two yet, but the, the bottom two, uh, I want to put Rob Sequeira on baritone next to oh, Angus what? Edwards uh, bass. I like that I a great think deal. That would be uh, room room rumbling, some yeah, sound yeah, there. Yeah, um, and we were just talking to Rob recently, and he, you know, he's definitely a he's actually he's definitely a baritone. He, you know, he sings lead. He loves the chords. Band. Yeah, oh, but he's got yeah. he's got the he's got the brain for a baritone for sure. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and, 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 uh, <laughs> and 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 the Johnny Maroney chord filling. Uh, no, I agree. Whatever I've heard. Uh, here we go. Angus is acknowledging uh, that. Yep, yeah, nice one. Um, we're big fans of yours, Angus. Uh, yeah, listen, I agree. I, I, I'd, uh, along with Matt on, on lead, I would put uh, I'd put Rob on baritone. I think he's an excellent lead, uh, but also, yeah, I'd just love to hear him just fill out that chord on, on baritone. I reckon he's a very smart musician. Um, so uh, I've got a uh, I've gone mixed here for, for mine. I have a young lady called Emily Moriarty on my tenor part. Uh, right. So there's something for you, even though I'm actually talking to. Uh, Arguably the best tenor in Australia. I'll just put that out there. But you know, I'm just going, just going yeah. with Emily. Is this <laughs> you heard me. We got a surprise guest. <laughs> Is Matt Cosso tuning in? Uh, actually, that's a good one. A quartet of people who could sing all four parts. Jonathan Bly is <laughs> in that. I think Cosso is in that, isn't he? <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, yeah, so that's uh, and I'll. So that, that, that's a start. So you can have a think about who else you might like. I'll come. I'll finish mine off a bit later. So I've got Emily and Matt and and uh, and Rob in in there so far. So yeah, good times. Uh, let's move on, eh? Yeah, why not? And yeah, people send in yeah. Um, Tony Sykes's uh, yeah, nice. Here, I like his little story. So he so hard to believe, but this month marks twenty five years since I first started singing Barbershop. There you go, twenty five. 
Back then in 1996, after just a few months together, and with barely four songs in our repertoire, my first quartet, the fabulous barber, sh <laughs> oh, dang it, the fabulous barber boys, not my choice of name, lies, uh, flew across the ditch to compete in the visitors comp at the NZABS convention in Wellington. What a blast! We were so naive about everything, but we'd learned a lot from our first exposure to a real barbershop contest. Since then, my quartet experiences have been varied, memorable, and almost certainly fun. I'm so grateful to have, the, have had the privilege of sharing this barbershop quartet thing with so many awesome people over the years. It's truly a great thing that we do. And that is so true, Tony. Great story. Nice job. Yeah. I wouldn't mind, um, where have we got, where's little Ali Jameson's comment a bit later? Because that sort of relates to, um, to our mate Tony there. Mm -hmm. Let's, I'm going to jump down to there. So, do it, mate, do it. He's, Ali's got a couple of quick memories, but this first one uh, is Freefall in, uh, I think that was 2003. Yeah, it would have been. Uh, that, well, I, well, I think when they sang Bohemian Rhapsody, it was their mic test of it was in, their, in 05. Yeah, it was their follow-up from, yeah, when they, mm -hmm. they yeah. When they won, yep. um, And, what am I saying? Yeah, so Freefall, Tony Sykes' quartet uh, singing Bohemian Rhapsody at the 2003 Perth Convention. Uh, Ali was very new to barbershop and was convinced it was all the same boring chord progressions and didn't think it was for me as I felt was boring and samesy. And that, yep. Uh, <laughs> that arrangement by their bass Sam was just unreal and opened my eyes to what the art form could be. So there you go. So thank you to Freefall for keeping Ali Jameson interested and therefore singing in quartets with me for a few years. <laughs> that was good. Many, was many years. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and maybe before we move on, before we move on, um, anything, any particular just sort of blowing your mind highlights uh, for you, you know, just over the years, again, in no particular order, um, uh, just to get you thinking. I mean, I'm one I remember in um, the end of December 2012 when Ringmasters uh, uh, toured, A, to just have them here was amazing, but um, Vocal Evolution and Alliance shared the stage with, Ring stage with Ringmasters and did a little song with them and just to have the champs and, and uh, without question one of, the, one of the great quartets of all time just standing almost in touch with touching distance was you know just a, just a fanboy moment it's just so exciting to have, have, uh, have that musicianship and, and these people who we've, we've, uh, we've loved and uh, you know listened to their CDs uh, yeah visit us so we, we love it when the when the uh, the, 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 when our heroes come to visit us in Australia and, and sometimes get to sing with them. So, any yeah, of yours? Get, getting to hang out with them and, and chat yeah. and find out that they're just normal people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was uh, normal as sweets can be. We, we spent so much time watching videos and uh, DVDs and the, and the, the live streams um, and then when go, actually going to the States and meeting these guys. And you're just mm -hmm. like, Hello, you, you're just talking to me like a regular person. <laughs> this is fun. This is, great yeah and yeah. yeah it's pretty wild um i think one memory that i can always recall um is would have been in uh our first international as a chorus mm -hmm. in kansas city yep. and um uh the front row choreography had a had a move where we went out and then we turned around and came back to the chorus and mm -hmm. i just i still i can still see like going out to the front and turning around and just having a good look at the chorus mm -hmm. on the international stage and going, nice, 
this is mm. cool. Mm. <laughs> and just going, that, that's, yeah, just having that chance to take it in, um, that was awesome. Yeah, to, to set a goal like that and achieve it was, was, was really massive, it was so, was so cool. Um, so uh, moving right along, we've got uh, so Kelly Shepard here, who's a, a current music director of Sound Connection, and of course uh, uh, is an international bronze medalist with Metropolis Quartet. Um, Kelly writes, one of the things that was so fun about singing with Metropolis for me was all the practical jokes we played on each other. If you weren't carefully watching your luggage at the airport, you might find it uh, at the back of the luggage carousel. Or if you were not holding your sheet music tightly in your hands during rehearsal, you could expect to have it slapped to the ground without warning. Bending, <laughs> bending over in the dressing room is uh, in your underwear, might find you a coat hanger placed between your cheeks and then, and then uh, suspended there behind you is your, as, as, uh, uh, your cheeks from the, yeah, from the foreign invader. Um, uh, times like these were as fun as the great shows and people we met along the way and uh, made for a rich trove of stories to tell. So, and I think that's, that, that really um, uh, highlights one of the things, doesn't it? It's, it's, we, 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 love the, we love the singing, we love the, you know, locking the chords, we love understanding the musicality and under, you know, unpacking how it all works. But, uh, but it, it also gives us the chance to, to travel and spend time together with four people and just experience fun and silly and poignant and, and all sorts of things. So um, yeah, uh, uh, very cool to, to, uh, to do all of those things. Yeah. It's got, it, it sort of gives you an extra family as well. I think someone else mentions that, that basically it's like a marriage um, mm. and because you just get so close with, with three other people and get deep into some emotional stuff with unless you're doing parodies um <laughs> whatever but it's still you still get that 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 connection and um i guess for me it's good for like um kind of having three brothers all the time because i grew up with two older sisters you know nine and eleven years older than me so i was you know i just had friends of like my peers and everything and like having having quartets over the years you just you do have that brotherly kind of thing where um, you can all annoy each other, but you've, you, you're not gonna, not necessarily gonna just quit on each other because. Well, you know you've got each other's backs as well. Yeah, because you, ne mm. you all need each other, you know, and mm. to get, to get through a song. <laughs> it's funny, just an incidental. You, you happen. Uh, Kelly says, sends his greetings. G'day, mate. Shout out to you. Thank you for the memories, uh, and thank you for the music in Metropolis and elsewhere. Thank you for your contribution. Um, and just on that, uh, having each other's back, it just uh, it, it occurred to me incidentally, but it's, it's actually quite a powerful memory for me, the, the concept of when you sing in a quartet and um, you, you have to have each other's backs. And a, a specific example of that I, I'm, I'm alluding to is, you know, ideally you're all completely solid with your parts and you're just really locking into each other. But we're all human and, you know, from time to time, someone, whether it be yours truly or someone else in the quartet, has a wobble or just has a brain blank or whatever and, you know, falls off the train tracks and you can, you can often, you can pick that up as a quartet member and it's actually kind of nice to go, you know, all good man, we've all been there, we're solid as a rock, we three, hop back on the train tracks and, you know, come, come back with us. I think that's... That's and and you as as someone whose wheels are wobbly, it's it's just invaluable um, as a quartet to go. Thank you guys for my bad. Thank you for saving. Throw me a life raft here. It's it's a it's actually a pretty powerful feeling. 
Yeah. And then it's fun to hear about it later as well. <laughs> <laughs> and w- whether they say, oh, I didn't even notice, or, yeah, we noticed. <laughs> darkness. The darkness. <laughs> <laughs> that's a sp- I, sorry. sorry, everyone. That's I a think I got idea. away <laughs> with it. <laughs> um, oh, we've got a couple so, of comments um, here. Yeah, so, let's Angus, run through some comments. Angus, he's, he's just remembering the, when the newfangled four came to visit mm-hmm. in Australia. And yeah, he still sort of can't believe we were lucky enough to have them. That was an awesome trip because they, mm. they just hung out with us and we learned so much and uh, just seeing, just getting to hear them sing and perform for like a week was just it was great. It was rich. It was very rich. Ooh, yeah. Uh, Musical Island Boys coming out in um, 2006 for our big barbershop day out here in Perth and getting to hear them sing at the barbecue up close and personal. That was from Joe Oosteroff. That was, um, man, Trevor that was, Anderson remembers darkness. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, because uh, Musical Island Boys saw them in 2005, four, 2004 in um, Christchurch. Um, that was, yeah, 2004 in Christchurch, and uh, Alliance came second to the mm-hmm. eventual international Losers. champs. That was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but Musical Island Boys is coming out and out to stage and like with energy and like clicking their fingers into their first song and I just I remember so cool. turning I think I was sitting next to Gina D'Souza at the time and I was like mm. I was like, can we can we do that are they having fun up there what, what the that's heck? right <laughs> uh, it was that kind of thing and um, yeah getting to hang out I, dr- I remember driving them those guys around in a car for that nice. week or whatever they were here and being their chauffeur and man that was that was just a nice little insight into what like real quartet life can be like absolutely um, yeah lots of funny quotes and just fun jokes and oh man we did the whole i think fresh prince of bel-air intro at one point that was good yeah <laughs> I think, is it ian who tells a story someone like that um driving ringmasters it might, it might be dan uh, Millgate tells a story of driving remasters around to you know particular because when, when I think he might have been hosting them and they obviously had various uh, uh, commitments and little sing outs on radio etc and uh, he was driving them somewhere and they sort of said to each other okay let's have a little just a little sort of warm up a little scene before we get there and he, he said they just went just smash just nailed it it's like singing in the car it's like he, he said it was like put, turning the CD on they're just like bang <laughs> oh oh wow that is seriously impressive Joe Osterhoff, less talk about empty shells, the better. Thank you very much. Um, John Gans, good. Uh, thanks, mate, for, for your comment. Best quartet memory ever. Um, Fred, so the comedy, BHS um, 1999, Eddie Martinez, uh, international champion, um, uh, singing at Main Hall at uh, University of Queensland in 2000. Um, just a harmonious and hilarious, um, all wrapped into one. Yeah, but no question, one of the most loved and, and most remembered uh, quartets of, of recent times, Fred, absolute legends. So uh, um, speaking of uh, our, our heroes and champs and people who come to visit and, and funny stories, Eric Dalby, uh, who of course is who? Um, Ash? So Eric Dalby, the lead of yep. Vocal Spectrum. Yeah, correct. All around um, guy. <laughs> correct, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm not alone when I say of a very heated competition. Um, my favourite quartet, Vocal Spectrum, just, just, <laughs> just so good. 
distractingly good is uh, I, I, before I tell this story else I remember uh, years ago was in fact about 2008 9 I, I had one of the VSCDs on and I was just doing some uh, doing some you know chores around the place and I think it was it was one of the ballads it was genie or or uh, one of those and came on and it was just distractingly good and I just stopped what I was doing and I just sat and I just listened to the damn thing because my subconscious went, no, you need to listen to this, it's that good. It was, uh, it was a very good problem to have. But anyway, um, Eric Dalby, leader of Vocal Spectrum, writes that um, he, of course, goes to um, David Wright's house to record the Vocal Spectrum CDs. And uh, David Wright, of course, legendary arranger, um, I think probably a life member of, of BHS, um, uh, 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 associate director, I think, of a four-time international champion, ambassadors of Harmony Chorus, uh, and also married to Sandy Wright, uh, international queen of Harmony, Spadellines International, and 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 other famous things. So the Wright's house, and he says uh, that they they do it in summer, and it's pretty hot. And Sandy likes to have the house a little warmer than one might otherwise like, and so. Yeah. It's, all, it's sort of become a bit of a joke and a bit of a tradition in vocal spectrum that um, when, when, when things get serious, Eric takes his shirt off. So um, <laughs> it's a nice little, uh, little, little moment there. When you listen to the vocal spectrum near perfection, um, be sure that Eric is singing with his shirt off. So there you go. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. See if you can hear that in the recording. <laughs> see if you can hear that seriousness, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that chord, that was that was a shirtless chord. That was a shirtless chord, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, this is great. What a what a fun idea this was. I'm just having all these memories. Mate. Oh, I'd like to refill my water, but I'm nowhere near the tap. Um, <laughs> you can walk away, I'll yeah. hold the camp. People have come to see you, but you know, they'll put up with me. <laughs> Alright, do that. Keep talking, Rich, but don't say anything I wouldn't or something. Yeah, you know, that's not going to happen. So, kids, uh, so John Newell, of course. Um, G'day, John, if you're watching. Uh, lead of 1999 and 2001 uh, Australian champ um, Southern Cross. And, of course, uh, the only Aussie to win the international quartet competition with real time in 2005. So we're very proud of him for that. John uh, writes, My very first quartet gig was in the Tasman Room at Rest Point in Hobart. Uh, where you've had some national quartet and chorus competitions. Yes, this proud Queenslander spent some years in Tassie. It was November 1987, 1987, Melbourne Cup Day. I was in grade 12 at the school at just up the hill from the casino. I'd been with the quartet for six or eight weeks and walked down the hill for my first gig, a ladies' luncheon on Cup Day. There would have been 500 ladies at the round tables uh, enjoying their lunch to the max. Enjoying it a lot. Uh, they were they were three sheets to the wind, so they'd had a few glasses of bubbly, uh, to put it kindly. We walked onto the stage in striped vests and red bow ties for a 15-minute set. By the end of the 15 minutes, precisely two people had clapped for us, <laughs> let alone had paid any attention whatsoever. The noise, the noise in there was deafening, despite us being Mic'd, mic'd and amplified. Wow. Our tenor at the time commented that uh, he could have walked out there in red bow ties and red jock straps and nothing else and uh, would have, no one would have paid much more attention. So that was my first ever gig. Fortunately, I stuck with it and things got better. That's absolutely brilliant, John. Thank you for that memory. <laughs> oh, man. 
that is a <laughs> that is a, one of the things that we we do as barbershop is just the the unglamorous of some of the things <laughs> just i always think about like you know those those memes where it's like what people think barbershop is like or whatever what it is actually like or whatever and it's like getting changed in the toilets of a of a shopping center or whatever to do christmas carols to people walking past what you're saying is it's not all limos and and uh and uh avian water or whatever that is and and only red m&ms and all these sorts of things yes (laughs) (laughs) having said that um yeah there, there, there is actually you know one of the things i find delightful and charming and very generous about the barbershop community is is there is some vip treatment for guest quartets coming in, whether it be domestically or internationally, and judges and just various coaches and various other people. And there, yeah, there really is an enormous amount of, of generosity, people driving the guests around and, and uh, often staying in, you know, beautiful homes that are better than the local hotel, uh, yeah. etc. So yeah, uh, good time. So John Yule is watching. G'day, mate. Thank you, for, thank you for the shout out and thank you for the story and thank you for the music yeah. and, uh, and, and the legacy. Um, so... Uh, so continuing with the uh, the overseas uh, the overseas uh, flavor. Uh, so Eddie Holt uh, was here as lead uh, of um, uh, top ten international quartets. Thank you very much. Uh, um, lunch break and uh, just beautifully uh, a funny quartet and good blokes. They were here for Perth in two thousand and thirteen. And uh, Eddie just says, uh, as much as being a, a clown himself, and I say that in the best possible way, uh, he just he just uh, sends his love, saying, you know, this is a it's a weird time, uh, COVID, and uh, it's it's you know hit most of us uh, to diff- varying degrees, and you know he uh, loved his trip down to Australia very much, and uh, just wishes everyone well, and you know look forward to there'll be a light at the end of the tunnel at some stage, and we've just got to sort of keep going until then, and you know at some stage we'll. Um, uh, we'll, we'll be singing together again, which actually reminds me of, I was talking to um, current uh, mixed and open champion quartet lead, uh, Luke Stevenson, and uh, current BHA vice president music. Uh, and uh, I was just, we were just briefly chatting about uh, the future of Barbershop. And, and uh, I was saying this, you know, there's a lot of a lot of moving parts, there's a lot of ifs and buts and maybes and people sort of don't know where they stand, you know, what if, uh, who knows what's going to happen and it, I, so I, I lolled, I laughed out loud, he said, Richard, have you met a barbershopper? Like, we will find a way to sing somehow, okay? I don't know organisationally what it's going to be like, but, you know, and I went, yeah, that's a good point, like the genre will survive somehow, uh, so yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. Um. I like you talking about Eddie Eddie Holt there, and also Mike O'Neill there mm-hmm. talking about lunch breaks trip to Australia. One of their fondest memories as a quartet. This was great when the drop bears fell from the ceiling <laughs> during their performance. <laughs> they were absolutely petrified. Uh, thankfully, the amazing people of BHA were there to see to our well-being. That's <laughs> we what we do, we Mike. Love, yeah, we would love to come back to the land of Oz one day, even though we are a bunch of has-beens. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of truth in that statement, but let, no, just, um, that, <laughs> a, that reminded me that I mean that's another highlight of 2013 was de- was lunch break, 
I was just absolutely in love with that quartet because they were just so dumb and honest and fun <laughs> and and you know they were so fun yeah. whenever they hit the stage. Yeah. And um, it was crazy that they were there in 2013 because my quartet lockout to get our name like to decide on a name for the group we had a we had a lot of different names and we put them all in like a bracket thing and we played one against the other and like so whoever whichever name was better would get through and so we ended up with a, a final four which actually was a final five somehow because we, we couldn't decide between one and we were like how, we need to hear how these would get announced and we wanted it from some we we one of our favorite ones is um pretty sure it's mike o'neill yeah saying uh introducing he's hard to mistake prestige on the uh on the collegiate international stage one year i was like prestige and like, we were like oh you know what would be good if we could get mike o'neill to read out these things just send us a recording of him saying it and that'll help <laughs> us then we'll know what the best one is so send a cheeky little message off to mike o'neill saying hey do you reckon you could just do a quick recording maybe of this if you want? Like, no no pressure, all good. Um, and he didn't send back an audio recording. He sent Austin. back a, a video of the entirety of lunch break. Of the, so the three, so KJ, um, Eddie, and Shane sitting down watching, like listening to Mike O'Neill standing at a, <laughs> at a, at a thing announcing awesome. all these different names and they're all cheering and doing chants and someone was like are you for real and there was even bloopers at the end i was like i i ah oh, this hobby are you serious and then to top all that off so that helped us come up with lockout because it just sounded the best we're like yeah lockout that's good and it's got lock in there because you know you know lock and chords and stuff um then come the finals of the perth uh convention Mike O'Neill was announcing the quartets, and we were ve- we were tenth on the the program that night. So we come out coming out last. Being tenth or tenth? By Mike, what? Tenth. We were the last quartet to come yeah. out. Um, and uh, being announced by Mike O'Neill, and we were like, this is crazy. This, yeah. and we were doing. We had done a couple of serious, well, not you know, just regular songs in the first, and then the yeah half a song through our second set we were going to start getting some parody stuff going on and it was just a dream just to be announced by the guy who helped you come up with your Very name cool. in a overly kind way <laughs> just yeah. and then to, yeah and then getting that silver medal was just yeah biggest biggest craziest highlight i reckon so cool uh reminds me that the introductions remind me it reminds me of course of one of one of all of our favorite uh freudian slips uh with uh, current pan pack quartet champion baritone michael weber introducing wildcard as wildfire <laughs> and like he was just he is so such a natural performer and 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 uh, a seasoned performer and man that was uh that was some seriously funny stuff i i actually haven't asked him i i'm sh- from his um uh from his demeanor at, at the time i, I think he thought that was the right thing to say oh, uh, i'm sure i'm sure yeah 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 that's uh, good times um and, and a quick note here uh oops yeah i've broken everything um oh, daniel just, um, yeah dan dan beckett's just rocked up um sorry i'm late what did i miss so i think everything repeat everything <laughs> repeat everything yeah um, can everyone just yeah <laughs> can everyone just log out and log back in again for dan beckett's uh 
benefit. Especially the bit where I was trying to get it to work. <laughs> that was that was good. I'm glad that's recorded. <laughs> um, incidentally, uh, Kelly Shepard uh, responded to the story about uh, about uh, John's uh, story in, in Hobart and having no one listen. And he's saying yes. So he's he's. I think many quartets have had the experience of. Uh, of of having having a, having a gig when you realise that no one's actually listening to you. So yes, it is a it is a humbling experience, and uh, yes, good good. It's better when people are listening to you. Yes. So um, moving right along. So Jim Clark, the uh, lead of Stormfront, the uh, two thousand uh, no 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 two thousand and ten international champion quartet, and they of course were our guest quartet for the 2011 uh, convention in Brizzy. Uh, Jim writes, uh, we bumped into Anders, uh, Andrew Housen, and others getting off the elevator Sunday morning, wearing tuxes. We figured they hadn't gone to bed and said so. Uh, they said they were in the, on their way to the church service and uh, we needed to hurry up uh, Stormfront since we were scheduled to sing too. We didn't know this, so so we scrambled <laughs> to throw on our suits, race back downstairs and grab a cab. We hopped into the cab and told the driver where we needed to go, and he asked us how to get there. So, <laughs> welcome to Australia. Oh man, that's awkward. We have had some uh, yeah, some brilliant uh, international guests over the years. Oh yeah. Um, oh, State Line Grocery in Hobart, two thousand nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they were just great guys. Like the the Harmony College after that was like just the jokes and the the they were just genuinely just hanging out with all of us, just having a great time. And they're, so, they're, and they're funny. They just they sing beautiful ballads. And then that's another. Um, so Drew from their bass at the time, um, he was another one of those guys that was really good at speakies in the middle, like getting getting those stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, responsible for many. Uh, and Ash Schofield speaking as well. Nice. <laughs> I see. I see. In our secret squirrel business behind the curtain, uh, you're looking at uh, Joe Usterhoff. So how about uh, we get stuck into that contribution, hey? Yep. So uh, uh, you, jo- you go for it. Yep. Joe <laughs> writes uh, a word of encouragement from a quartet glutton to those who haven't yet got up the nerve to dip their toe in. There are all different kinds of quartets out there. Some end up on the international stage, some uh, bring you heartbreak along with joy and fun, but they will all enrich your lives in some way. My first quartet was Fascinate and Rhythm when I was 22. So last year. Okay, Joe, okay. Anyway, um, we sang everywhere. um, uh, Carpet warehouses, under a lamppost in New Orleans, uh, steam trains, gardens. For an, enthousi- for an enthusiastic LGBTQ plus crowd at the national contest stage, they transformed a nervous performer uh, into a confident quartetta. Nice one. So yeah, it's often just about getting out there and, uh, and, and getting some sea legs. When I was in the UK, I had a quartet of friends for a whole six rehearsals. Uh, but we had we had fun and made a CD. Nice one. That's so that's a pretty that's a pretty efficient <laughs> CD work right there. Back in Australia, I picked up my temporary role as the audacious uh, with audacious, and we sang together for six years. Yes, <laughs> nice uh, temporary. Right? Nice temporary. 
that'd be a good quartet name, actually. Temp- please welcome Temporary. Please welcome for their 10th anniversary. Temporary. Placeholder. <laughs> nice, yes. Or the other one. Please insert name here. Uh, they got me through uh, two pregnancies and my son's cancer with love and laughter. Yeah, well, as much as there is laughter, there's also a lot of support there in quartets yeah. as well. I've sung with my sister in two quartets as lead. Um, how lucky am I? No medals for fling, but uh, we got to sing comedy. Then came hijinks, an amazing journey of a different kind. All those internationals, so much laughter and learning, amazing women. Getting to compete with Enchant was hugely emotional, winning even more so. And a a huge shout out to Avril, who um, uh, posted her, uh, what is basically uh, ugly, beautiful crying or something, her just (laughs) outburst of, uh, of, of emotion when Enchant was announced winners uh, just a few years ago. It's uh, just oh. one, of, uh, one of the best things. So I'll hop onto the, uh, to the uh, Good Morning BHA Facebook page to, to see that. Um, uh, winning even more so. Um, it, will be a, it will be a while before I even look for a women's quartet again. Uh, such big shoes. But mixed quartetting is also fun. I've done uh, with four times and will definitely be on the lookout for lockout. For another opportunity. So even if you never get out of the living room, find three other people and uh, enjoy the journey. Joe Osterhoff, thank you for that. Uh, and thank you for the music and your contribution to, to barbershopping. I love that last line as well. You know, if you never get out of the living room, just find three other people and sing songs. Mm-hmm. Because that's what this last year has been like. You know, if you've, if you've been lucky enough to get together, that's about all you can do. And just enjoying that is has been a bit of a uh, I don't know, a penny drop kind of thing for me personally. Mm-hmm. It's just like just enjoy the rehearsals at the very least, you know, <laughs> like because you got nothing to look forward to, like performance-wise, com- com- competition-wise, really at the moment. Um, enjoy the time you got together, and mm-hmm. bring in some chords and stuff. Make it Digging the moment. Laugh. Yep. Agree, hundred uh, percent. You know, we. We're, we have uh, evolved to, for, for, um, to be in a, a, a society that places a lot of emphasis on competition. That's sort of the, our annual convention is the jewel and the crown and we love it. Um, but you know, when that's taken away, you're forced to think, oh, okay, well, what else do I do this for? And of course, you know, convention is once a year or regionals, that's the second time a year, but you know, 50 weeks of the year, there's uh, no competition on. So that you know, we often sing out and about in the community, little gigs, whether it be big shows or, or little little sing outs. And of course, when they're taken away, you go, okay, without that, what do I do this for? And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I actually quite like the, the, as you say, the back to basics, strip it all back. What was the original reason that anyone sung Barbershop? It was just to be in the moment and just sing the chords with three other people. That's it. Yep. And, That's it. Uh, and I've, I've been doing some of that over the past year and it's been bloody great, I have to say. You know, I, I can't wait for, for you know next convention and and more shows, but um, I've 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 loved the forced opportunity, I guess, to just focus on being in the moment. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's actually very cool. Nice. So what about a bit of uh, Jim Cat love, eh? Sure, I'll get on there. All right. Jim, of course. Jim, of course, lead about yeah, two thousand and three um, uh, Aussie champs freefall. Mm. So uh, he talks about uh, the champion quartets getting to experience some really neat things like representing their country at international. So Freefall, the 2003 champs, were uh, lucky enough to represent at Salt Lake City. And not only were they first to compete at international, uh, 
with a blind singer, they also climbed the local mountain in the middle of a U.S. summer of 35 degrees. All right. Uh, when they got halfway up with their with their blind singer Sam, they decided to call it quits when they once they hit a, f- a foot of snow in the middle of summer. <laughs> I've experienced that, yeah. Featuring Jim, Tony, or Guy, uh, fearing Jim, Tony, or Guy might fall and slip. Sam had his climbing legs on and was happy to go higher. <laughs> That's awesome. Come on, guys. I'm not stopping you. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sam is awesome, man. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just, just a reminder, the, uh, the, uh, um, as I look back on uh, uh, the, the videos over the years, uh, I've happened to have stumbled across the uh, yeah, the mic test that uh, Freefall did for the as as outgoing champs for the two thousand and five convention, and uh, boy, did they nail it! It was a, it was just some brilliant singing. Um, so uh, Adrian Gimple, uh, our uh, Ashes and, and my lead from TLA and uh, and Alliance and various other other uh, singing situations as well. Uh, huge. You're officially, the producer of this. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, podcast. nice. I think he was <laughs> present at the first podcast. <laughs> Oh. One of my favourite memories relating to my barbershop journey is auditioning for my first quartet, Adrian says. Not realising it was a barbershop quartet and having had no exper- uh, previous exposure to barbershop. Uh, the ad in the local paper, back when there were papers, that's how <laughs> old he is, stated they were looking for a tenor for an a cappella group. Never in my life had I ever even remotely considered singing in a barbershop quartet until that particular day when I sang my first tag and locked and ring a chord or two that's how they get you well well summarized adrian i think you just nailed the you, you hit the nail on the head uh i um some some sometimes now the jelly to the wall uh sometimes the briefest contributions are the best uh, angus edwards g'day mate uh sends a shout out to uh lockout version of what a wonderful world as one of his favorite experiences uh, in relating to quartets of all time. So thank you, Angus. I agree with you. Um, and incidentally, one of my favorite uh, relating to Lockout, Ash, was it, uh, was it Lockout and uh, um, Blindside in the, in the youth or something? There was in a sort of 15 or something, you did a new arrangement of, well, not the traditional arrangement of Advanced Australia Fair. Oh yeah, for the uh, yeah, Stefan Stefan Pliez's arrangement nice. of um, uh, yeah the of the anthem amazing that, singing that at international so that, cool Pits, Pittsburgh 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 with yeah Blindside Pittsburgh and, and, and the Grand Angus so there was yeah there was a bunch of us in that um, that was that was a good time that was loud and high awesome That's, but great arrangement and well sung just a brilliant experience yeah fantastic well done. Um, it was kind of intimidating going after the Swedes, though. <laughs> Especially just standing standing near them, because they were all yeah. a good half a foot to a foot taller than all of us. And <laughs> and and slim and athletic and model material, yeah. <laughs> all just all just perfect. Um, yes, uh, I think I think I've just lost it, uh, Kelly. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, now Kelly Kelly just gave a shout out to uh, Dan Beckett, saying it's. Um, it's okay uh, being late. Uh, no one, uh, it's, you know, just quietly slip in and, and uh, no one will, will mention you specifically by name. And uh, it, it's not like you came into a, a, a quartet uh, show late and the MC called you out by name and embarrassed you in front of everyone. Um, John Newell comments, uh, 2001 Pan Pacific in Melbourne. 
We found out uh, that our quartet was the Pan Pack champion before it was announced. Southern Cross had just been announced as the Australian champion quartet. We went on stage and received the medals. Uh, where did it go? Here we go. I just need to go see more. <laughs> then, how do I scroll down here? Good old technology. Right, can you do it? Then Andy Abberley went to the mic and talked. Andy was a stellar guy, so lovely, uh, but was, uh, was fond of a chat. And uh, we, we were still on stage and realised we would be there for a long time. We moved quietly to stage left. Just, uh, just below us were the contest administrators. After Andy had spoken for at least 10 minutes, that's a lot of time just to stand there waiting for someone to stop singing, uh, we could see them holding a stack of printed score sheets. I asked if I could have a copy and was immediately given one. Meanwhile, Andy was still talking about housekeeping matters. I looked at the score sheet, uh, turned to my uh, quartet mates and said, hey guys, uh, we won the Pan Pacific. And uh, the announcement to the audience was made about five minutes later. Ah, oh, lol. Good times. Good times. That's um, funny. So, uh, Rob Sequeira, um, uh, uh, perennial, uh, excellent uh, lead and uh, part of Ashes and My Fantasy Quartet on Baritone, has sent in an observation. Uh, barbershop quartets are like relationships. You're in, a, you're in close proximity with other people sharing uh, various types of uh, particles. Okay, interesting. It's uh, more important to choose to sing with great people first versus choosing uh, to sing with great singers first. Question, uh, which quartet is your go-to when you want to demonstrate great barbershop to non-barbershoppers? Brilliant question, Rob Sequeira. Ash, do you want to, do you want to take a stab at that? I even thought about this before and I didn't think <laughs> about it. Um, I, I think it would actually be... It would be something from Vocal Spectrum, um, usually. If it's, a, if it's audio, I'll be Vocal Spectrum. Maybe like um, the, the, the Beach Boys one they do. With yeah. really high stuff in it. That's extraordinary. Um, yeah. Just because it's just as stupid and high and funny and like people are like, whoa um, mm. and, but I think um, if I was to show a video to someone it would probably be a lunch break video nice because um, I noticed uh, sitting there uh, with my wonderful girlfriend Candice the other night I just threw on some barbershop and um, and we, the signature first and that was sort of caught her attention a little bit and then uh, it was a lunch break uh, mic test and just one of their one of their versions of the uh, the, the old McDonald's deformed farm, and so just good. kept her locked in for the entire time. And then whatever the video came up next, I think it was a no offense to Newfangled Four, <laughs> it was a Newfangled Four video, but it was a bit the the jokes were a bit more specific, and it was a little bit hard to hear all the things that were going mm -hmm. on. If you didn't, mm. if you don't have those barbershop ears ready to go, um, yes. so that sort of showed me. I was like, "Huh." So ah, Candice is watching. watching. You were testing stuff. me. <laughs> <laughs> but someone who's kind of new to watching things, um, something simple like lunch breaks, deformed farm, is just something that will make people laugh, and nice. it's very easy to get. And you know, that's it. Mm. Funny suits and stuff, you know. Yeah, thank you to Kirsten Richardson. Uh, for, she said it's the buzz for her. She would uh, show people, and uh, Joe Usterhoff, Showtime for her would be the would be the quartet she would uh, play for people. 
For me, uh, I'd probably have to say remasters. Uh, there's just something incredibly engaging uh, about their sound and uh, just so so easy to listen to. So yeah, that's probably not not an easy choice, but that's probably where I would where I would go. Yeah. Um, I I I, uh, um, I remember I. I was going to put on a record because I have a record player that I have inherited from uh, from a friend of mine, and I, I I pressed on on my stereo the other day, and the remaster CD just happened to be in there and started playing, and I just went, oh well, I guess I'm listening to this now. I can't turn this off, so it's so it's too good. So I just I just listened to the whole thing. <laughs> yes, Joe Ustahoff agrees. Uh, remasters for a men's quartet, very good. Well, which well, so it reminds me of. One of my funny stories that I, I think it might have been Kirsten who suggested, or Beck or someone suggested I, I retell this story. So you and I, Ash, uh, went yep. to a Sweet Airlines Australia convention in Hobart in 2008. And uh, I, I was, at the time, was the chicken tonight. Yeah! Thank you, Kirsten. Um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Shout out to Bodhi and, uh, and Coso and the guys. Um, I... Uh, was in the elevator with uh, with a, a group of people, a group of people, and a few of them had lanyards, etc. And uh, I uh, just got to chatting and uh, and and acknowledged that you know this other person, this other lady, a middle-aged lady, was uh, there for the convention as well with the, with the lanyard. And I asked, uh, "Do you sing?" And uh, I I don't remember her specific response, but but the point is. Uh, so that was Peggy Graham, arguably the most <laughs> iconic Sweet Adeline International and champ in the world in history. Uh, she would at least be equally. Uh, so the point of the story was uh, just just to just to um, laugh uh, at my naivety and ignorance uh, that now I now know who Peggy is and have have, have uh, chatted to her a bunch of times. But but her her over, overwhelming humility uh, and and just did not blink an eye. At, at this stupid Aussie male barbershopper not knowing who's who she is. In, I think she was the current international president and, uh, and legendary basin champ. But um, uh, yeah, and, and only from other people have I found out just how much of a legend she is. So what yeah. I, uh, yeah, I mean, when, and particularly when my, yeah, my Sweet Adeline's friends at the convention um, heard that story, I think they literally fell over laughing, so. Um, Kirsten Richardson or the Great Sandwich Tour of Newcastle. I think you and I were, were <laughs> sharing well, that. Was when, that was when we, uh, we decided quite late to go to the Newcastle convention. Yes. You and I we're like, let's just go. Um, and we booked a weird little hotel and we got there and it took a while to get there because you got to get a you know, plane to Sydney or whatever. Passport. You got to find your passport and stuff, yeah. Oh, yeah, all those things. And I remember we got there, it was, we had some time. Uh, but we were quite hungry, and so we just went to the supermarket and got sandwich ingredients, and they were so good. How good were they? Good those sandwiches. I, I I built I built the perfect sandwich, and you went yes, that is the perfect sandwich. Get in my belly. <laughs> that was a good time. There's more. There's another barbershop memory, you know. Just so so many barbershop memories. Uh, Angus Edwards writes, uh, I once talked to OC Times about OC Times as if they weren't OC Times. That is awesome. Just made it so obvious I didn't recognize them. That is, Angus, that is brilliant. I love that so much. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so cool. I think we have, everyone's got something like that. One of those kind of yeah. stories. If you're lucky enough Good to stories. international quite early on. Or like meet international people. Um, 
<laughs> that's awesome. Crazy. Oh man. Um, um, let's go. So have you, let's let's finish. So I need a lead for my uh, fantasy Australian quarter. Yeah. And you need a base, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. And just I, I have selected my lead. Mm-hmm. Oh, because my tenor, if I didn't say it clearly before, was Mark Cozzo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had the advantage of singing with him for a few years, and um, as much as they right. to sing lead, his tenor is so good, mm. <laughs> so good. Um, and he can, he's, he's got this, he can make his falsetto go like super low, and it's it's almost weird, but it's really good as well because he's got this nice consistent tone. Ah, oh, it's awesome. But mm. my lead. Um, with a big hearty congratulations on in, um, on having a, a brand new son, Hudson James, is uh, Gareth Clark. Nice. He's yeah. my go-to for a, for a fantasy quartet lead with that bass clef and that tenor. Oh, that could be good. I can understand that. Starting yeah. Now. But yeah, congratulations, Gareth and Haley, on their little little yeah. boy coming in. Welcome to the, the world. Of April. It's very small. Nice fantasy quartet. <laughs> All right, who have you got? Who's who's your base? Oh, here we go. I shall I shall un, I shall unveil in due course. I have a, oh, I have a small a, I have a small tome to uh, to read out from uh, David Reed. Uh, I, yes, it's funny. Some people like uh, Angus Edwards uh, sends in a one liner and thank you for that. That was excellent. Uh, other people send in tomes, and just as an aside, when Catalyst was singing. We, we quickly realized that emails weren't a good way of communicating, particularly when talking about long things, we just didn't. And so, yes, David sent me a long email, which I thought the irony was just too delicious. So David, Dave writes, uh, uh, Barbershop Quartetting has given me enormous learning opportunities, and I've taken some of those opportunities. So that's the first thing, which is, which is very funny. <laughs> I now have to scroll, scroll down again and find my place. <laughs> because because technology um so apart from the enormous boost in vocal performance and music skills the biggest things i've learned were about myself learning how to deal with my own fears confronting my own inadequacies uh, dealing with the needs of others and trying to effectively communicate with others um, these are skills all skills that you refine with singing in a quartet with three other people as you quickly discover they are often three very different people. The success or otherwise of many quartets has rested on the ability to effectively communicate and work together. Yeah, touche. However, the most important lesson I've learned about singing in quartet is that it's uh, about much more than singing. Most of the quartet memories that stick with me are from rehearsal times where we were hanging out uh, together. Late night stories, playing board games, Uh, locking naughty people on the balcony, drinking really old wine from the cellar, spontaneously videoing, video uh, chatting with each other, uh, with all four members of the of the long retired quartet. Having said that, uh, there were some amazing moments on stage as well. Uh, Winning my first regional medal, winning my first national medal in Melbourne, rocking the room at the John Little show in Newcastle, feeling the crowd uh, reaction when singing with my sons in Adelaide, the absolute joy when we were announced in the top 10 at the dinner in Adelaide. All of these memories uh, would be impossible without Barbershop Quartets, and I shudder to think at the friendships I would not uh, have made if I didn't sing in a quartet. So thank you to, uh, there's, there's more, but uh, yeah, thank you for, to Dave for that, for that, uh, 
that excellent contribution. Um, I uh, just a couple of things to share. Um, uh, just just being blown away by by quartet performances. There's so many, obviously, but to be in the room uh, as as you were as well for Lucky Old Son, uh, Crossroads, arguably the greatest um, competition quartet performance of all time. Uh, just just extraordinary. Just the chemistry in the room and 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 just the just just how they delivered that. Um, dance with my father as well. Just just the emotion in that, and just you could heard a pin drop. Just there was there was silence, and just it was no one was moving a muscle in the room. Just the, and that's you know coming back to to why we sing. Uh, that's the, isn't that the magic of of performing for an audience? I mean, you can stand on stage and sing the same four walls with the same number of seats in a room, uh, but when the seats are filled with people, it's it's the chemistry. It's uh, it's yeah, it's one of the one of the reasons we do this. I remember that that signature uh, the first time they sang Dance with My Father um, I almost didn't make it to the uh, auditorium to the, the theatre in time mm. for whatever I, I think I was pretty yeah because uh, Lockout Drunk, had right. performed the night before the day before didn't quite get the result we thought <laughs> <laughs> so then um, proceeded to um uh, you know, commiserate ourselves with um, some some refreshments. Um, so it was quite it was quite a Wednesday night there at, at International, and so I was feeling a little bit sorry for myself that next morning going into the the semi-finals to watch, you know, all these all these awesome quartets. Um, so you know you know when you when you have you've had a bit of a t- a long night a bit bit too many too many um, refreshments uh, waters um, and. You know, you, your emotions are a bit more, you know, on the surface, and you, you know, you, anything could probably set you off. And then I sat there, and, they'll, they'll <laughs> and then they say, "Death to their father." <laughs> and I was just like, "Are you for you're real?" Just, you were just, you were just a wet puddle on the floor. And I was like, "This, uh, this is so embarrassing. I'm so hungover. Mm. That's why I'm so emotional, and I've got mm. these tears." And and but. Once the song finished, I looked around and everybody else was crying too. And I was like, yeah. "Oh, good! It's not just me." Um, but that was, yeah, that that's one of my biggest memories is just like feeling like feeling like horrible, and then just being taken to another place by an incredible yeah. performance. Yeah, uh, I, I what what being in the same what, same vibe as everyone else in that, hmm. that theater. What added to the drama and and just you know, spike of emotion for me was I was sitting next to Eddie Martinez, our, our um, uh, American friend and coach, and uh, he he lost his father, his father passed away in 2009, just on the um, Aussie convention down in Hobart. And of course, you know, he, so we basically sort of shared his grief and, and you know, and, and, and made some contribution to helping him in the grieving process. So having having shared that process with him, I mean, I'm getting emotional now just thinking about it. Sitting next to him uh, as as they sang that song was, was just yeah was added added another layer of, of impact for me. Well, I think we were both just basically um, you know just convulsing. Uh, it was it was just incredible. <laughs> but um, um, what else we got? Uh, so there are uh, I, now that I've um, told the story about. Let me see if I can. Let's see if I can achieve this highly technical aim. Ash, who were the two people who I told in the story uh, were were um, 
accredited with starting what became BHS? Um, OC, OC Cash, Owen Clifton Cash, and Rupert Hall. Rupert. I was like, yeah, Rupert, Rupert Hall. So, Rupert Hall. <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen it in my, like, I've been reading it for the last three days and I <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Reginald? <laughs> yeah, something, something Rahul. old timey. Yeah, <laughs> Rahul. So I did lol when I read uh, when I read this, uh, yes. um, and, I po- and I posted it on my on my socials. See if you can see, see if you can spot the understandable but amusing mistake in this statement. The barbershop revival movement began during the late nineteen thirties. During this time, the society helped bring popularity back through a song fest held at the Rupert Hall. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic i like that a lot if i ever um, have build a hall i'm calling it a rupert hall rupert nice uh agus edwards talked about uh vocal effects with their sync medley uh s-i-n-k in 2016 and international um yes talk about uh talk about uh a, a, a an international non-american group that has made an impact on on the international stage um, let us uh, let us do the scrolling. Well, be, I think it's meant to be funk medley. Yeah. Oh, I think you're probably right. I was because I was going. <laughs> I don't remember a sync medley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that'd be something that TNL Toronto Northern Lights might do. Talking about sync. How good are they? Yeah. <laughs> so Kirsten Richardson, shout out to you. Writes a memorable moment for me while quartetting, singing with hijinks and Eureka Bohemian. Rhapsody and Alliance dashing on stage to do the guitar solo, leaving Dan with a broken foot. Yes, and uh, and I and I think, I think I responded to her that uh, the 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 irony there is that uh, Dan ends up with a broken foot when he thinks about whether his foot is broken. So uh, yes, he's certainly he's certainly susceptible to the old broken foot situation. He broke his foot, I think, at judges' school in um, in uh, yeah. Wellington in twenty twenty fourteen. So Jonathan Bly, um, to, uh, Jonathan Bly uh, uh, from Adelaide tells a story. Uh, my first Harmony College, just out of Sydney and Mayuna Bay, two thousand and seven. Not knowing anyone and just wandering around, uh, then I heard a really good quartet and sat outside their room listening. They rang the snot out of a chord and just wet themselves laughing. Uh, I worked out afterwards that it was Gotcha, the visiting <laughs> 2004 international champions. Um, uh, it was so awesome to hear world champions and the pure joy in smashing a chord. So, yeah, how good is that? Hey, um, well done to Jono for remembering where Harmony College was as well. Well, my inner, my inner bay is so <laughs> like, memorable. I just like, yeah, the Sydney Convention one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I never so, remember. Uh, jo- so uh, John Gans, um, former baritone of National Seniors Champion uh, Quartet, um, John uh, Benchmark, John writes, uh, happy birthday Derek, so that's nice, nice coincidence that it's De- Derek's birthday today, that's pretty cool, so we all, we all, send, we all send you a shout out. He says, um, I recount the time that the Brisbane River City Clippers were invited to sing at a special event of the Queensland English Literature Society, say that when you're drunk, in Albion, it's a suburb of Brisbane. Uh, inner city suburbs of Brisbane. The the guest that day was none other than His Royal Highness, uh, the Prince Philip. I think yeah, the Prince Philip. I think that's how it's the Duke of Edinburgh. Well, yeah, obviously very very timely and topical. Uh, as a great 
a group of fun guys that we sure were. We sat at the back of the rather well-dressed crowd and listened to many of the various iterations of Australian poetry and novels with the occasional musical interlude. Our time came to deliver a little variation in the theme and we stood up to deliver our rendition of the gay 90s medley, yes, 1890s, and several other of the standards of the time. We could not, uh, we could not only say that Prince Philip, or that the Prince was thoroughly overjoyed to see men singing together and delivering an, an overture to add merriment to the afternoon's program. Uh, when the ceremonies were completed, the chorus was invited to partake of cucumber sandwiches. Shout out to um, Oscar Wilde's The Importance of Being Earnest, of being earnest there. That was, the, that was the norm of the day around 1890. And cold beer. Oh, that's just timeless, isn't it? Uh, on the back lawn, especially uh, manicured for the occasion. As per protocol, we stayed well to the back of the proceedings in one corner. Uh, happy with our show. Happy our show went well and uh, happy to watch the holy... The, the, oh, the, the hoi polloi uh, go on about uh, the shoulder and the shoulder rubbing. It ended up with a rather funny scene. Bill Staff, Mike Muller, John Shelton, Derek Churchill, John Dam, and the late Cole Chapman among us, uh, resorting to some uh, basic commentary on the function's progress. And then it happened. <laughs> the prince made a break and made a beeline straight towards us. He beckoned to his minders to stay back and had us huddle around to talk about barbershop. Oh, cool. uh, who were we? Uh, what did we do? Uh, were, there, were there others uh, like this? Genuine interest, genuine enjoyment, and overall genuine Aussie conversation that led to Philip sharing a few jokes for which, uh, he, was, for which he was well known at the time. Rollicking laughter ensued. After a good 15 minutes, which is how long it's taken me to read this script out, uh, he, was, he was on his way back among the throng. Uh, with Prince Philip uh, passing yesterday, we remember the day that uh, he was touched by our craft, his comments and laughter, his wits and love of sharing with those around him. May he rest peacefully. Thank you, John. That was uh, an excellent memory to share. Absolutely wonderful. Um, any other, uh, any other particular, we shall wrap, wrap up reasonably soon, but any other particular memories from you? Um, I, um, I might actually uh, take a bit of a swerve before I unveil my, my, uh, my base and uh, mention a bit of, a, a bit of an international uh, a, um, fantasy quartet, hey? With, uh, with uh, at least a couple of them singing out of, out of place. So I've got, I've got Eric oh, Dalby yeah. on tenor. Yep. I've got a manual role on lead. Oh, okay. I've got KJ McAleese Jurgens on baritone. I think he is a very good singer. Although he gets sing bass as well. I've got Marcus Kang on bass. Uh, yeah, you like uh, you're a big I Kang do, fan. yes. I'm a big Kang fan. Just a very freely produced and uh, great story, mate, Kelly Shepard from, uh, uh, from Kelly Shepard to John Gans. Um, yeah, so I, I like his, you know, freely produced bass and just nice and gentle rather than, yeah, some basses... Uh, Grabbing him and slapping around the face to prove that they're basses. Yes, he sings. He sings very musically. Yeah. Um, so, so um, I, the other the other thing I remember just such a powerful memory for me. You mentioned 2011's 
Vocal Evolution visit to International and uh, Alliance was there for our second time and uh, that it was our first representing International this year um, on this shirt was was amazing because you know we get used to in Australia being introduced as and representing you know Western Regional or Perth Western Australia or whatever and so being introduced as and representing Balbridge Refinery Australia was was a, a, a really cool sort of um, a, a little little side in you know uh, inter, in, uh, inter, interaction in in something a distraction uh, good distraction but um, but to have so that was the first time in 2011 to have uh, the VE guys and an entourage, uh, you know, just cheering for us before we come on stage was just extraordinary. I mean, I can, it, was, it was just such a vivid memory. I can just remember standing there and because, you know, Aussies at International uh, tend to, unless your name's John Newell, tend not to make the headlines. Uh, so, you know, we're just a little, little old quartet from Australia going over there and making out the numbers. But so to, to have our own cheer squad was, was pretty phenomenal. So thank you to all the guys there. It was just an absolutely extraordinary experience. We, I think we took that, that's the one where we took the giant flags as well, right? Like the biggest I think you're right, yeah. Possibly the ones that hang yeah. in buildings. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're taking up almost an entire seating block holding these flags up. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah, having my favourite quartet, Vocal Spectrum, visit us in, in Melbourne and just um, uh, having, I think, anyway, I. Um, there were, there were um, seats available in the front row. And so uh, <laughs> Rob Sequeira and I think Dave and I sat in the front row, like literally two metres from, you know, as, as there were, I don't know, 500 or 1,000 people sitting in the auditorium, um, just hearing, hearing our, um, our, uh, our, our, uh, our heroes sing straight in front of us, almost like a personal performance it was just absolutely brilliant. And of course, uh, oi, 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 yeah, thank you, Joe. That's what it was. <laughs> Aussie, 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 oi, oi, oi. That's exactly what they chanted. Uh, in, in, in Kansas City in 2011. But I remember they sang, I want to be like you, that with the one with the, the monkeys and the banana. And of course, they bring a banana on stage each time and, and uh, Chris Hallam takes a bite and, and, and spits it at Tim Warwick and, uh, and they throw the banana into the audience and keep singing. And of course, it landed in my lap and I just threw it straight back at them and uh, they, <laughs> they, they, they lolled and, uh, and, and eventually kept singing. But so that's, um, that's on YouTube. That's on the tubes for the people to, uh, to find. Uh, people will wrap up reasonably soon, so uh, please send through any final questions or comments um, you have uh, to, uh, to, to us. But um, um, I, I do have to give a shout out to Dan Milgate, the current BHA president. I was chatting him, to him before this webcast and he just uh, wanted me to stress that uh, in these unusual times, uh, the, the focus of the BHA council is currently looking to make nationals is is as inclusive as possible. Um, so if, if you can get together with your quartet and, and sing and make a submission, great. Uh, if you can, you know, basically it's, 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 as, it's BHA wants to foster, you know, as much people getting together in the same venue as possible um, while supporting anyone who has to uh, not gather in groups or, uh, or, or, or be safe, etc. because of COVID. So um, just sort of be, be, uh, be aware of that. Um, so yeah, thank you to council for their their ongoing work on on our uh, all of our behalves. Um, what uh, any uh, any final uh, observations from you, Mr. Uh, Mr. Schofield? Well, I think we've had a, quite a few, and I think we're all just really um, hanging out to hear who your dang Australian bass <laughs> is in your fantasy quartet. 
And I think, well, yeah. if we get that, we'll all be satisfied. <laughs> we, can, we can shut this down and continue on with our <laughs> Yeah, I reckon, we, I reckon we finish up. But um, Kirsten Richardson mentioned you in a comment. Here we go. This is, I wonder if this is G-rated. Um, thanks. <laughs> oh, okay. That's my pleasure. That's, it's, uh, it's, it's more my pleasure. Uh, I've got a, um, I've got a complete random uh, as a, a non-champ, a non-BHA top, uh, top ten quartetta. Uh, there's a guy called Brian Houston who lives here in Queensland. He uh, sings with the, uh, the Clippers and uh, just got a beautiful bass voice. He, uh, he's got great musicality. Uh, he's got a great sense of, uh, of some of the subtleties of music. Um, and I just think, uh, I just think if um, uh, he's just the, the sky's the limit for, for this guy if he wants to keep singing. So um, uh, yes, there's a little, a little, a little, uh, uh, little left nice. field one to, f to finish out nice my quartet. Pick. I like that. I mm. know Brian. Mm. Yes, I know who you're mm. talking about. Uh, Beautiful yeah. resonance. Well, uh, thank you, Ash. Uh, thank you to uh, the people who have made excellent submissions, uh, uh, whether it be a a funny memory or a poignant observation or a question etc we just need, should do a quick think of whether we've answered everyone's questions um actually i think uh kieran o'day sent in a question that uh i um oh maybe that was the who would you who would you play what quartet would you play for uh, for other people anyway um yeah we've had some outstanding uh, co uh submissions and contributions Thank you to the people who have commented along the way. It's been a lot of fun to share this journey with you. Um, uh, keep singing. I, 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 I uh, love the prospect of uh, us being able to get together and tag and sing in, in at some stage. We don't need to hear uh, from Kieran uh, Winkface, Angus Edwards. Thank you very much. Kirsten Richardson, rude. Right, yes. Uh, but um, until then, just look after yourselves and... Uh, uh, keep celebrating this uh, this crazy uh, hobby, or as Jen Housen says, hob session uh, that we call uh, we call barbershop. Any closing no, words from you, tip. Professor? Yeah, nice hob session. Please welcome hob session. Yes. <laughs> closing words from you, Mr. Schofield. Um, no, I've said I've said plenty of. Words. I've said more than enough. <laughs> no. I've said, I've said more than my lawyer suggested. I should say. Yeah, uh, this is unusual for me on one of our on one of our broadcasts that I talk. <laughs> Right, yeah, right, there you go. Well, that's because we're sort of talking to each other, yeah. Um, no, All right, kids. Keep singing, get, keep it together, do whatever you can. We'll, we'll be back together one day. Sure. And uh, to be clear, um, for those people watching on, on the uh, live broadcast now, please feel free to keep uh, adding your comments here or any questions, etc. And obviously, if you, uh, for those of you who are listening on the podcast later on, then, uh, uh, then, uh, yeah, please send your questions or observations or comments uh, through to us as well. So, until next time, uh, this is uh, Richard Reeve from Australia and Nash Schofield, arguably, uh, allegedly also from Australia, signing off. See you next time. Bye, everyone. Thank you very much for joining. Yeah.